You're listening to WNHHLP, 103.5 FM New Haven, streaming live at www.newhavenindependent.org and broadcasting live from our offices on Elm Street. This is another episode of The Tom Ficklin Show. morning from wherever you might be listening, actually on the planet, because thanks to WNHH and Lucy and Paul, we're able to kind of broadcast, uh, simulcast, if you will, uh, webcast, all that kind of good stuff where you can listen live wherever you are on the planet, as well as the shows are archived. And that's really a blessing because the drum that we're beating is not just a 48-minute uh, drum or an hour drum or a once-a-week drum. It's a continual 24-7, 365 drum that might uh, started we might have these drum beats might have started even before drums were were invented or even before dirigidus were were invented there might be a beat heartbeat some kind of uh oh sensations and vibrations that have been sent out on the universe many 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 moons ago as 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 people might say maybe a galaxy of moons uh, i don't want to be always be a metaphorical or philosophical but um, today we're going to deal with some metaphors and philosophy, but also some, some action steps. So how do we combine visions and realities with moving ahead with, with the word of progress, with the word of civilization, with the word of humanity, with the word of, oh, can we, as Rodney King would say, can we get along or why can't we get along? So uh, to help me tie some of these loose threads together, it's a pleasure to have a president and founder of the Community Healing Network with me, Enola Aird. Good morning, Enola. Good morning, Tom. How are you? It's Good. a pleasure to be with you. It's, it's always a pleasure to see you. And we've, we've kind of uh, walked some trails together uh, separately and together and through Facebook and just virally mm-hmm. for, for a number of years. Uh, and I'm not going to talk about all your background in terms of the law school and, 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 and in terms of Wall Please Street and, and in terms of the columnists. But the most, but the Community Healing Network is something that you've really pledged, committed, dedicated your your life and your uh, to. I mean, this this mission, this word, Community Healing Network, and the people you've been able to align with, cooperate with, coordinate with, um, create an organization about. Uh, that's kind of that's very inspiring because when we talk about longevity, what is longevity? How do things last? How do they how do they linger? How do they how how are they passed on from generation to generation? And the Community Healing Network is very much involved with what is the the generational survival, the, the thrival, the the commitment um, to, to to life, and how does it affect the socioeconomic political um, discourse that's actually has been going on as we were talking before on air for the last even going before the Bible. So I'm going to jump right into it. I'm going to dispense with the philosophy and the opening statement, but I want to kind of share those thoughts and know, just to give you a feel for where my head is, but you have something you and your, and the community healing network and the uh, association of black psychiatrists and others have, have an event taking place in September. I mean, yes, not August, but September next month in Washington, DC and uh, it's valuing black lives. Well, it's actually our collaborators are the Association of Black Psychologists. Um, And we are, for the second time, the second year in a row, um, presenting Valuing Black Lives, the second annual Global Emotional Emancipation Summit. Last year, we convened people from across the world, across the African diaspora, um, from Africa, Europe. Latin America and the Caribbean. And this happened to, it just happened to be the first year of the international decade for people of African descent. 
as declared by the United Nations. And what we wanted to say was, you know, we've we've been as a people really suffering for a very long time. And we really need to get to the root cause of that suffering. We can't just focus on symptoms of yes. which there are many. Yes. There are many and they just keep adding up. You know, I'm almost 63 years old and I would have sworn when I started out as a young professional um, after the civil rights movement that this stuff was over. Yes. This idea that black people are less than that we'd made significant progress past that idea. Mm-hmm. Well, it has become painfully obvious that that idea is still very much with us. Yes. And it is shaping our perceptions of ourselves. It's shaping the police perceptions of us as they decide whether or not to shoot us more times than is necessary to shoot any and kill any living thing. Um, so Value in Black Lives is a global summit designed to bring people across the diaspora together to begin to understand the depth and the breadth of this um, lie, yes. the twinned lie that black people are inferior and white people are superior. That, we believe, is the root cause of pretty much all the challenges we face as a people, the disparities, the killings, etc. So last year we spent time, the theme was taking control of our destiny. How do we understand how these lies have shaped our lives, uh, misshapen our perceptions of ourselves and the world's perceptions of us? And this year we're looking more deeply at the narrative. What is the narrative that we have been saddled with for 500 Mm -hmm. years? It is a narrative that takes as its core this notion that we're inferior. And how do we begin to think about how we can destroy that narrative, dismantle that narrative, and create our own? How do we begin to think outside this 500-year-old, and you've got a book here that suggests that it's more than 500 (laughs) years, and um, the author of that book is actually going to be at the summit, um, 500 plus years of thinking a certain way about black people that degrades, subjugates, oppresses, exploits. How do we move past that to a vision that really focuses not on the lies of white superiority and black inferiority, but on the truth of black humanity? Mm. That's what we're interested in. And we brought together a very fascinating group of people, uh, including representatives of Black Lives Matter and representatives of the United Nations, young people. This Mm. year we have a Mm. lot more young people. We're very, very excited about that. Very creative, cutting edge thinkers in the black community. And we also have um, Mirel Fanon Mendez, who uh, is the former chair, current member of the UN uh, working group of experts on people of African Mm. descent. She's also the daughter of France Fanon. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the goals of last year's summit was to engage with these sort of multilateral organizations, as well as to engage with young people. And so we're really thrilled that we've been able to do that. Um, The other goal of last year's summit was to expand our network of emotional emancipation circles, Mm -hmm. which we have done. Mm -hmm. So we can, we can report substantial progress between last year's summit and this year's. Um, In terms of the emotional emancipation circles, we now have a statewide initiative going in the state of California, Mm -hmm. a citywide initiative, which I just found out about uh, last week at the Association of Black Psychologists Conference, um, a a citywide initiative in Denver, Colorado, um, Mm. absolutely Mm. impressive work the brothers and sisters are doing out there. Baltimore is developing a citywide initiative. We've 
met with our um, brothers and sisters in the United Kingdom who mm-hmm. started out in Birmingham and now expanding their emotional emancipation circles to Manchester mm-hmm. and Yorkshire. They're undertaking an evaluation program. There's some young people here who are going to go do study abroad there, mm. and they're going to be trained in emotional emancipation circles in the United Kingdom. You have no boy, idea how thrilling boy, that boy. is to me. I just posted this morning on our Facebook page pictures from the training that was done this past week in Cuba. Mm, in Cuba? Uh, yeah, about... Uh, did, I get, did I miss the memo, Enola? Yeah, next yeah, time. I'll go next yeah, time. Next time. <laughs> but uh, Cheryl Grills, again, who is um, the uh, person who was the president of the Association of Black Psychologists when we went to them to, to enlist their help in this effort, who helped us refine and develop the emotional emancipation circles concept, and who really has convinced... ABSI and any number of other organizations that this is the way that we mm. ought to go. Mm. She was in, in Cuba last mm. week, and I think she's still actually in Cuba. She's not come back yet. Um, we'll be expanding to the throughout the Caribbean. We're going to be training people in Haiti mm. in November. Cheryl's going to South Africa in September, right after the too summer. Much, too much, too much, too um, much. So, you know, the, the, we really certain that, that we're on to something. Yes, that we, that yes, we've hit, yes, hit yes, a nerve. yes, yes. People have begun to speak in terms of their lives being changed and transformed by this. Mm-hmm. Because what's happening is people's minds are being changed. Yes, they're, indeed. They're, it's opening up. We're, we're developing a different understanding of who we are and how we got to be where yes, we are. wherever we are on the planet. Wherever like, we yeah, are on yes. the planet. Yes. Um, we're hopeful uh, that uh, the European delegation that joined us last year, they're, they're working on funding. We're working on funding as well to try to help them get over here. Um, there were people from Sweden, uh, the Netherlands, France, and the UK last year, and we're hoping that they'll mm-hmm. be back with us again. So, um, And again, the, the, the summit will take place September next- 15th and 16th mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C. as part of the 46th Annual Legislative Conference of the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation. Um, we'll also be celebrating our 10th anniversary on the 15th of September. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. We've been, uh, laboring in this vineyard for 10 years. If folks want to find out more information about the summit, want that they want to attend or logistics or the programming or the schedule. www.communityhealingnet.org. And say that again, please. Communityhealingnet.org. Indeed. And we just urge, we're going to repeat that throughout the, throughout the, uh, the conversation this morning because it's so important. Uh, in the past, you, the summit has been, I know, know there are some YouTube videos. I'm not sure if that's been agreed upon or coordinated this year that if, if a person cannot get to the summit in September. Right. It, it all depends on whether or not we get the funding. We're still mm-hmm. out uh, asking and uh, in giving people opportunities to invest in this wonderful work. Um, if we get the funding, then we'll be able to, you know, live stream it. Yes. Which would be optimal, obviously. Indeed. Um, and find other ways to engage with people across the diaspora. Take us, take us. You mentioned you mentioned the uh, South Africa and Cuba and the UK. I'm I'm look I'm waiting to hear little old little old New, New Haven. Haven is, yeah, are we in the yeah, mix? Up yeah, in the mix somewhere? Yeah. You know, down the road, maybe well, tomorrow. It, you know, maybe. It, well, New Haven has always been in the mix, and that <laughs> right. community healing network started here right. over at uh, 111 Whaley Avenue, yes. St. Luke's Episcopal Church. Um, we have some emotional emancipation type initiatives with some organizations yes. already, 
But we are in the fall going to uh, launch an effort in New Haven to to build some emotional emancipation circles in in neighborhoods, like we're doing in Baltimore. Baltimore, indeed. In Baltimore, there there are EECs by zip code, Mm -hmm. and so um, we can't do this here. We could probably do it by neighborhood, but that's what we would like to begin to have conversations about with leaders here about how they see that unfolding, how it would work best, et cetera. Let's talk from, talk just a second, if you would, just as you were describing the, the dissemination, literally we hear this word diaspora and sometimes we can't hear, we pronounce it differently. Sometimes we can, well, even we spell it differently, but in your mind, you've seen you and your crew, you guys have seen this. When you think about Du Bois and Pan-African movement and Paul Robeson and others, and Garvey, and, and Garvey, et cetera, but this, this this global uplift, this this global emancipation, you've you've seen it and, and you feel it, and, and you and you you're, you're you're getting feedback on a daily basis about it. Talk, but it's, it's, talk about that. It's, that, that's it's absolutely exhilarating. Exhilarating. It's absolutely exhilarating when you when you start with something where you say, you know, we want to make this global. Think about the the nerve. Indeed, <laughs> of indeed. That right. Indeed, um, indeed. And you know that seems kind of crazy, but I'll cop to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but. But it was very clear that this needed to be global, it, yes. you know, partly because of who I am. I'm, I was not born in the United States. Born I was in born Pan- in, Panama, in Panama of West Indian heritage. And so I have a sense. I mean, in my very sort of DNA, I carry this kind of global, global perspective. Yes. And, and I've seen that wherever we are, you know, I've traveled to Europe, um, throughout the Caribbean, Latin America, wherever we are as black people. We have the same kinds of problems. So when we came together last year, there was this absolute commonality of experience in terms of how we've been treated in the world, mm-hmm. how we continue to be treated in the world. You know, even as we were celebrating uh, Rio last week, yes, the Am- Amnesty International was telling us that every 23 minutes, a black person is killed in Brazil. In Brazil, the favelas, and, yes. And Brazilians think that's just fine. There's no uproar. There's no, I mean, at least here we have Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. People are saying this, this has got to end. In Brazil, it's quite accepted. And in fact, this kind of uh, erasure of black people has been characteristic of the culture of Brazil from its mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. beginnings. Mm-hmm. I mean, more, mm-hmm. more Africans were taken to Brazil and there are more Africans in Brazil than any place else outside of Africa. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and yet at the end of enslavement in Africa, uh, Brazil undertook a systematic program of whitening. Whitening is very yes. important to Brazilians, right? which means that blackness is very, very much um, not appreciated, not wanted, hated. Mm-hmm. And so even as we're celebrating Rio, Yes. Part of what we're celebrating is this continued oppression and killing yes, indeed, of black people. Indeed, 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 indeed. And even people talk about when you hear the word genocide or et cetera, you think it's a, a hyperbole, but sometimes it has a, a real real effect. Uh, you're listening to the Tom Ficklin Show, and again, my, it's a pleasure to have my guest today, uh, Anola Aird president and founder of the Community Healing Network. Lucy, we're going to take a quick break. Nola, when we come back, the, the toolkit, I mean, this is just not pie-in-the-sky stuff. Your, your, emotional, <clears throat> your emotional emancipation circles, your toolkit, 
uh, we're going to talk about the, the practical applications because that's that's really profound. And just forget about the if someone's listening and think that we're just uh, over overly theorizing or mm-hmm. being overly academic. I would say just from an educational standpoint, if you're a student, if you're a student of life, if you're a student studying anything, if you're interested in history or politics or social sciences or psychology or anything, this what you're involved with. This is an educational learning opportunity, regardless of your perspective. Lucy, let's take a little break. We'll hear from Mendigo All-Stars and, and we'll be right back. rich conversations with Enola off air. You know, it's really not fair, Enola. The, our conversations with, with the, we'll have to do the, the Facebook uh, live cast next time when uh. so people can people can hear. Because again, you were referencing Rosa Parks and, and the juxtaposition with Rosa Parks and, and this goal and vision and really kind of tactical decision you made in terms of 2019. Elaborate on that connection, if you would. Right. So at our t- 10th anniversary celebration, which will be on September 15th um, in D.C. at Shiloh Baptist Church from 530 to 8 o'clock. We're asking for a donation of $20.19 per person, which is a number 2019-2019, which we try to keep before us because it is actually the date by which we uh, intend to engage a critical mass of black people in the journey toward emotional emancipation. That is not emotionally emancipated, not completely healed, but by 2019, we want there to be a buzz in the air. We want there to be uh, clarity that black people 
across the diaspora Mm -hmm. really have seen the need for healing and are on the road joining in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this process of healing, emotional emancipation, healing, wellness, and empowerment, recognizing that it is our emotional empowerment that is standing between us and full freedom Mm. right so 2019 happens to be will be the 400th anniversary of the forced arrival of africans at virginia colony it's what you know the Mm. elementary school textbooks say when then we get here 1619 Mm -hmm. and we just picked that arbitrarily because we needed a date um rosa parks uh, is interviewed uh shortly after december 1955 when she's done the boycott and uh a white uh, I guess journalist is is asking her, you know, what do you Negroes want? Mm-hmm. And she waxes poetic, quite frankly, and eloquently talks about the dignity and the recovery of our humanity mm-hmm. that we are after. And then he says to her, and how long you think it's going to take? Mm. And she says, I have absolutely no idea. With no disrespect to her at all. Mm-hmm. Looking at that, uh, for me, said said two things. One, if you don't know then you you don't have a target. Yes, you yes, just kind of yes, you meet you yes. kind of meander, and then you get to 2016, and you look around and you say, "Wait a minute, what happened?" Uh, so for us, having clarity about the objective, which mm-hmm. is to get at the root cause, and clarity about a deadline. Yes, we don't want to. I don't want my grandchildren to be in this space, a space in which they come into a world that doesn't value them. Just think about this, right? For the last 500 years. Every black child who's been born everywhere, anywhere in the world has been, has come into a world that profoundly devalues Mm. him or her, Mm. that looks Mm. at that child as less than, less beautiful, less lovable, less capable. As a black mother, that is, for me, insufferable, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And so it's got to end and it can't end in some, you know, by and by. It's got to end at some targeted date. And 2019 is as good a date as any, yes. 400 years being of dehumanization being enough. And so we've chosen that date. And again, the, the point is just to have a critical mass of black people just saying, yeah, I'm in. I recognize that this is what we need to do in order to complete the journey toward freedom. And I'm in. I'm bringing other people in. And we've got a real buzz around Indeed. emotional emancipation. And for folks to find out more information about you? communityhealingnet.org. Indeed. E- easy to find. Just, just go there. You have the videos and, and your Facebook page and, and on my blog, et cetera. I try to really, I wouldn't, promote's not the right word. Just really share the uh, the insight and the wisdom of the initiative that, that you're involved with. And we really appreciate that. Well, well you'll, get, you'll get my bill. You know? <laughs> you'll get, you'll get my bill. We have no money. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going, we're going to change that. All, all of you that are listening. And in fact, I'm not going to make a, a, a UNCF appeal or United Way appeal. But money does uh, is important, and there's a lot of discussion in a, in a, in a positive way, Nicole, in, Enola, about the, the black people supporting black banks and supporting black businesses. We've heard this from time to time, but I really would urge you to kind of uh, go to communityhealingnet.org and, and uh, explore them. We, we give in so many ways of our time and talent. Resources are also important, so this is not a direct pitch. It's kind of an indirect pitch, but it's really just a, a, I want to share the opportunity to, for people to kind of really see how they can invest invest their time and talent. And again, in September, you have an event in addition to your September 15th celebration at Shiloh Baptist in DC, which is a very historic black church also. I mean, just, just that alone. We're very grateful to them for uh, opening their doors and for their hospitality. They welcomed us last year. 
um, and uh, through the good offices of Reverend Thomas Bowen. Um, and so we're, we're really grateful for that, and we're excited about going back again this year and just bringing some people together, people who come to the summit and other people in D.C., to kind of reflect on what we've been able to do over the last 10 years, uh, the partnerships that we've been able to build, and the, the theory of change mm-hmm, that we've mm-hmm, been mm-hmm, able to, mm-hmm, to, uh, mm-hmm. to promote. And, and early on, correct me if I'm wrong, Enola, but early on you were able to not necessarily attract, but there was a, an alignment of spirits, a certain poet, by the first name oh, starts with M. This, uh, yeah. this lift her Dr. name. Dr. Angelo, and, and we thank her at every opportunity that we get as well. Um, we came to her attention through uh, a mutual friend and uh, had the opportunity to go down to New York, meet her, have lunch with her at her, her beautiful Harlem home, which I, I don't know if it's still on, on the market or not, but uh, we had a wonderful conversation with her mm-hmm. about what it is that we were trying to do, what it is that we are doing now. And she did several things. One, she agreed to be uh, the founding chair of our board of advisors. Yes. Secondly, she agreed to do a fundraiser for us for which she insisted on being paid. And when we heard that, we were really scared. And then she said, well, it's just that you people don't appreciate things they don't pay for. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you will have to pay me. And, um, but it, it'll only be $75. <laughs> and we did in fact pay her the day after the, 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 um, the event that she did for us at Riverside yes. Church in, um, in New York. And then she also issued for us a call to wear sky blue. Mm-hmm. Basically the call says that during community healing days on the third weekend of every October, which we have seen, it's kind of like earth day, mm-hmm. a way of putting on the agenda this issue of healing, emotional emancipation, wellness, and empowerment for black people, um, to put that, you know, we, we ought to have a weekend where we yes. focus every year on our need for healing, given all of the things that we've been through. And so she issued a call basically saying that it's important that uh, we have this, uh, this commemoration and as a sign of our determination to mm. move beyond the pain of the blues to the sky blue of unlimited possibilities, she asked people to wear sky blue. So sky hmm. blue has become our color. Yes. Um, we're definitely moving beyond surviving to thriving and flourishing. Yes. That's our goal. Yes. Yes. Uh, we really believe that um, black people no less than any other people in the world deserve that. Yes. And clearly for 500 years plus, we've not had that. We've been, you know, operating at, as our, our treasurer Jill Snyder says, at the... Um, Maslow's always of the lower Mm -hmm, order, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. the lower order of needs. And as human beings, we're entitled to, we have every right to strive to be at our very, very best and to flourish. And that's what we're about. And and for you to, for, for Dr. Angelo to, if we can imagine the, the volume of requests she's had over her life for Mm -hmm. her to endorse, support, say something affirmative about, and for her to have that, that hands-on involvement. You got and you guys were were new. I mean, you were we you, were you were babies. We were nobodies. <laughs> you, you were babies <laughs> yeah. com- compared to people that which had is, asked her. Which to- is why we 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 really believe that this is a mo- a movement whose time has come. This has nothing to do with our personal efforts. It has to do more with with the the sort of cosmic. I happen to be a Christian, so I mm-hmm. believe that it's mm-hmm. God ordained. Mm-hmm. Um, God ordained timing, and so we've just had an awful lot of opportunities that seem 
kind of amazing. Yes. Um, not through our own efforts, but because we believe that God and our ancestors are guiding us through this 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 time. Yes. All yes. of this suffering has a redemptive purpose. Yes. We don't know what it is, but we do know that now is our time to to free ourselves of this burden of of inferiority, superiority mm-hmm. that really um, has um, really shapes everything about us and and constrains our children. I think when yeah. I was last here, we talked about Dr. King talking about mm-hmm. this, right, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. saying that we can do everything that we want to do. We can do anything we want to do, but if we don't deal with this issue of the false sense of inferiority that teaches black children to despise themselves and the false sense of superiority that teaches white children to adore themselves, we will be stuck. Indeed, indeed. And, and let's let's jump, Enola, to the, to the toolkit because I don't want folks to, to think that there's not really practical, strategic, concrete applications. They're tools. They're tools is, a, I think most people comprehend what the word tool, the connotation and denotation of the word tools, but there are things you can do as a person for your family, for your church. You, there's a, there's a, there's a, and I, and, you know, toolkit is kind of a, a, a basic term. I'm, I'm going to try to think of something more, more highfalutin, <laughs> but, but we'll, 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 we'll stick with toolkit yeah. right now, but you have some skills, so, some ammunition, Right. So some emotional and, and some, some ammunition that you're providing. Well, first of all, the um, in response to what seemed to have been a particularly tough year, mm. uh, a, a year that really brought um, so much pain and re-traumatizing yes, in a yes, sense. Yes. I mean, the idea that someone would be just, you know, a policeman would stand on someone's chest and then shoot, shoot that person more than one time. Mm-hmm. I mean, just any mm-hmm. amount of time would be, is, is, is horrible enough. The idea that someone would um, just hold a gun to somebody after shooting them and make no effort to, to, to save that mm-hmm. person, just mm-hmm. watch them bleed out. Mm-hmm. And the idea that someone would shoot someone and, when that person was trying to help somebody else yes, and the guy's got his hands up and he's saying, yeah, please don't shoot me. And, you know, he's yes. got his hands up and he's yes. lying on his back and he asked the policeman, why did you shoot me? And the policeman says, I don't know. Yes. I sincerely believe that the policeman does not know because mm. these mm. lies operate at such a subliminal mm-hmm. level. Mm. They shape mm. encounters between black people and white people and black people and Latino people and black people and Asian people. But it always has the same result. We're always on the losing end, mm. right? Because we are always perceived as on the bottom rung of humanity or outside of the mm-hmm. of the rung. And so we think that, you know, this issue is just critical. So it, this causes a tremendous amount of stress, anxiety, yes. you know, sort of living with that. Yes, right? Um, so we think that it's very important for people to, to take care Um mm. There's a lot of talk about self-care, mm-hmm. and we think that's very important. We also think that family care and community care are important, which is why we released a toolkit called Family Care, Community Care, and Self-Care, which we did, again, in conjunction with the Association of Black Psychologists. Everything we do has to be psychologically sound mm-hmm. and culturally grounded, which is why we're so grateful to be in collaboration with the Association of Black Psychologists. They're an African-centered yes. psychological association that has broad reach across the diaspora. Um, and, and so we commend that toolkit, which you can get at communityhealingnet.org. 
And then emotional emancipation circles really are a a group process, a self-help group process for people to begin to do the work of understanding how this 500 plus years of history has affected our emotional lives, our self-images, our relationships with each other, and the health and well-being of our community. When we look around and see the challenges we face mm-hmm. and the condition of our community, um, and even the challenges that people who 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 think they've made it indeed um, face indeed um, we have to we have to recognize that there's stuff that we've got to deal with there's stuff we've got to reckon with and the emotional emancipation circles are spaces where we can do that there's spaces that are again psychologically sound and culturally grounded because the psychologists have done the work mm-hmm. to figure out <clears throat> what is it what is the best space for for black people to do this and again there's this incredible resonance right that there would be people in Cuba who are just as excited about this as they can be. Yes. As well as people in the United Kingdom mm-hmm. who are as excited as, about this as they can be and people in South Africa. Yes. And yes, also people yes. in in Tanzania. Mm. I mean it, it's for me it's just yes. um it's chilling. Indeed. Well, we're going to we're going to take a, ch- a chill break Lucy r- very quickly and we'll be right back. This is the Tom Ficklin show and we really the pleasure of chatting with the Nola Aired president and founder of the Community Healing Network. Uh, and don't, don't go away.
welcome back. And again, the time is flying, Lucy, so thank you for, for being attentive to that. We were just chatting, uh, Anola, a little bit about the, oh, it's August and back to school and students are concerned about, uh, you know, their life and their teachers and their curriculum and the environment. In fact, as a segue, on September 19th, the Connecticut State uh, NAACP, the, the Youth and College Division, they're having a walkout on Monday, September 19th protest state, statewide, I guess there's maybe six or seven, I'm not sure, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, at least nine or ten state NAACP chapters throughout Connecticut and the Youth and College Division, they're going to hold a walkout on September 19th because of the lack of black and Hispanic representation in the, in the uh, as teachers in the school systems throughout, uh, throughout Connecticut. Uh, and I, I support that effort, but we were chatting, Anola, about there's system, there's system things that are going on. We can fight the systems, but there still are ways that we can educate ourselves like, like we did in our black churches. And, right. But we also need to empower ourselves. I mean, struggle, ourselves, yes. struggle is, is hard mm. and struggle can be very painful and it can be uh, stressful and it, it drains us of energy. Mm. Mm. And so it is very, very important that we find spaces where we can refresh ourselves, mm-hmm. renew ourselves and empower ourselves with a deeper understanding of our situation yes. uh, so that we are much more strategic in the decisions that we make and strategic in the actions that we take. Um, so this emotional emancipation circles process is all about that. Mm-hmm. We've developed a curriculum uh, for adults. Our, that's our, our initial curriculum. That's our basic curriculum. Our goal is to develop curricula for different groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first effort has been to develop a curriculum uh, for young people mm. with the help of young people. Mm-hmm. So students at Loyola Marymount University, where Dr. Grills teaches, um, presented to me a couple of months ago mm. at the end of their semester, uh, their revisions of the emotional emancipation mm. circles guide. Mm-hmm. And it was really wonderful. They did it on FaceTime uh, and uh, the, the kids came on and talked about their perspectives and so on. And I asked at the end, I said, now that you're, you've gotten immersed in this emotional emancipation circles process, what, what do you think? And there's kind of a, like a, a, a sort of murmur of, of, of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And one young person said, I just wish I'd had this when I was 13 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, so it mm. is an, a way of empowering, a way of armoring mm. our children mm. so that they can deal mm. with mm. Um, the challenges that continue to, to beset us. But we're doing it now from a sense of a real agency, yes. but that's grounded in an emotional awakening, refreshing, and empowerment. And uh, that's, you know, you can't, you can't underestimate the power of that. And, and, folks, and folks can access the toolkit. Uh, folks cannot access the toolkit unless they're trained. Okay. The way that All right. we, that's, that's that, good. That's, the, a, that's, a, that's a good. Let little, me, let me just, yeah, that's there, important. The, important. The family care, community care and self care toolkit is accessible on our website. Mm-hmm. You can go and download that and you have materials there about taking care of yourself, taking care of family, especially during these stressful times, materials on having family meetings, community meetings mm. to help promote health and wellness. Mm -hmm. The emotional emancipation circles process is a very distinct process that the psychologists have developed. And it does require some training in order to to make it happen. It's a particular kind of healing circle, if you will, Mm -hmm. a healing circle that is focused on confronting and dealing with these lies, the root causes. So it's got a special purpose and therefore uh, special training, uh, but not for mental health professionals any 
person, any black yes, person, walk, walking, can, breathing, yes. can do it. Yes. And uh, assuming that you have some um, high level of emotional and, you know, uh, <laughs> sensibility mm-hmm. so that you're able to facilitate groups, give people, uh, everyone in the group, an opportunity to, to speak and share feelings, et cetera. And so through this healing, through this training process, um, you it's a one and a half day training, two and a half day training, depending on what people's level of readiness is. Mm-hmm. That then enables you to facilitate a group for a seven to ten session, oh, session uh, cycle. And once you've done that a couple of times and really feel comfortable, come back to us for for kind of a, a booster mm-hmm. uh, training then we would be in a position to uh, qualify you as a trainer of trainers, which is our goal, Good. to have trainers okay. of trainers who can then go out and train other people. Our goal is to have 2019 trainers okay, by 2019. Excellent. Uh, again, 2019 being an important day for uh, time for us to mobilize so that by 2020, we can really begin to see that we're on the road to changing the world's perceptions of us, but more importantly, our perceptions of ourselves. Hmm. Rich, rich, rich. I, I'm just taking a deep breath for for a second. <laughs> I don't know how you do it because I, I was looking at your. If 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 anyone, I'm going to put you on blast a little bit, Anola. Even if you have to have at least, oh, well, I put up maybe seven YouTube videos or eight of you. But if you guess, if someone wants to Google you, I mean, this is a free world for the moment. To kind of see the the presentations and the speaking that you've done. On this topic to a variety of audiences, it's very impressive. You were at the Aspen. You were out at Aspen uh, eight weeks ago, and if that that's online, and uh, D. Ray was on the panel mm-hmm. with you, mm-hmm. Mark Morial from the from the Urban League. Yeah, I uh, forget the other one of um, other people uh, as well. Yes, um, gosh, I know his name. <clears throat> He's a, a Christian leader. Uh, yes, there was a gentleman, Jim, 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 yes, Jim Wallace. Yes, Jim, Jim mm-hmm. Wallace, who was really good. Go- Jim mm-hmm. Wallace is someone whose name is definitely you should mm-hmm. you should Google. And it was very fascinating to see your interaction with people that generally agreed with everyone agreed, but still different strategies, tactics, beliefs where where you are in life. And mm-hmm. that's as you ne- the reason I really respect the Community Healing Network as you kind of navigate the, the NAACP's sphere of influence, Jesse's sphere of influence, the Urban League sphere of influence. And not and, the, and you not you don't attack or denigrate or say that you're better per se. Not at uh, all. But you provide really this this insightful new market reach, this, this audience reach. Right. We just we just think that you know the situation is so challenging. We've got to be fighting on every single mm-hmm. front. Mm-hmm. And so we're not trying to take away from any front. We're just wanting to bring this addition, which we think is so important, which Dr. King said was important, which Marcus Garvey said was important, which Carter G. Woodson said was. Important. If we don't have full possession of our minds yes if our minds are held captive by other people by a narrative written for their purpose 500 plus years ago to keep us captive if we don't escape from that everything that we do is going to be compromised indeed and if and, and as we look around and say why wondering why why we're we still in this situation this is the reason in our view why and, and so, unless yes. we deal with this we'll be again you know 500 years from now and People have an oppor- opportunity in four four weeks to um, begin that exploratory plunge. September fifteenth and sixteenth, and it's a continuation for us. This is you know our summits are not talk fest; they are action oriented, pl- problem solving opportunities. Uh, we bring people together. Participants are pressed into service. This year, we're having 
less panelists talking and fewer panelists talk, less fit mm-hmm. panelists talk and more problem solving and mm-hmm. really rolling up our sleeves. Our goal is to come up with actual suggestions and recommendations that we can make for um, for overturning this narrative and taking control of it ourselves. And, and to go to the communityhealing.net. Communityhealingnet.org. Communityhealingnet.org. And to see the list of of facilitators, of discussion leaders, mm-hmm. you're, you're, it's, you know, you're bringing up a pantheon of, of, of talent here that is just, again, uh, addresses and kind of uh, indicates that the, the global right. interest. And it's the, the global and also intergenerational, intergenerational, which is the exi- exciting part for yeah. us, that having the young people there in the conversation. We think that there's still a little something for, for elders to transmit mm-hmm. to young yes. people. Yes. But we, but we, so we relish the thought of being in conversation with them around their exciting ideas, but also stuff that we're bringing to the table, uh, which we feel is actually essential to, to move us forward. Indeed, indeed, indeed. We have about three Three and a half more, more minutes, as I say, the, the, this last second half of the show always kind of speeds by so, so quickly. And you were on in January. I think, I think it was January. Yeah. And now it's August. So that means you've got to be back on in November. <laughs> I mean, I'm just Maybe saying. Maybe next year. <laughs> yeah, okay, January is good. I'm, I'm willing to look, look at January. Uh, I, we fully expect we'll have more exciting stuff to report in terms well, of our yes, global yes. expansion. And, and there's just, just, just so And, and I so want to just already. say that we're doing mm-hmm. this on, on a shoestring. And if we never got any more money, although we, I hope this won't happen, we will still continue to work because people are being drawn to this work, not because we're trying to build any kind of, yes. you know, we're we're all being drawn to this work because we feel that it's right, that it is essential, that we owe it to our children and also to our ancestors. Because there's a sense in which they are waiting for us to complete this journey, mm. and mm. it is absolutely crucial that we do this leg of the journey before we can move move mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. This whole issue of emotional emancipation, healing, wellness, and empowerment. And uh, again, uh, we just feel that once we do this, um, there will be no limits what our children will be able to achieve. Yeah, I mean, and cer- certainly the Olympics were so, so inspiring in, 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 in some levels to see the, the athletic achievements. Uh, uh, I'm just so intrigued and, and excited to have you on the show, Enola. Again, this is the Tom Ficklin Show. And Enola, I'm going to give you the last word. We're going to spread this, this audio file uh, very widely. In fact, Lucy, how can folks kind of, uh, they might have just tuned in, how can they kind of find out about us uh, uh, if they've just tuned in and kind of... Yeah, go- sure. Mm-hmm. Sure, there are a couple different ways that people can find programs on WNHH. The easiest is uh, to go to our website, www.newhavenindependent.org, where all programs will be posted. But also, if you're more of a podcast person or maybe a SoundCloud person, you can go to SoundCloud and search for WNHH Community Radio or to iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. And search for WNHH Community Radio and the Tom Ficklin Show will pop up and you can binge listen, which is one of my favorite things to do. And I, I binge listen to your show also, Lucy. The name <laughs> of it again? Oh, Kitchen Sink. Kitchen Sink. It's on Fridays at? At noon. At noon. <laughs> Anola, last word? The last word is September 15th and 16th, 2016 in Washington, D.C. as part of the 46th Annual Legislative Conference of the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation we will be presenting Valuing Black Lives 2016, the second annual Global Emotional Emancipation Summit, which is entitled We Talk, We Tell, We Teach, Reclaiming Control of the Narrative Governing Our Lives. Tremendous, tremendous. 
Thank you so much. It's been been a pleasure again as we work, on our, work on our mental youthfulness. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Always. A pleasure.